Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 51. Eternal mind, the potter is, and thought the eternal clay. The hand that fashions is divine, his works pass not away. Man is the noblest work of God, his beauty, power, and grace. Immortal, perfect as his mind, reflected face to face. Hymn number 51.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is man's forever coexistence with the Almighty. You have always been the child of God. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Jeremiah. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord. Proverbs The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him, as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. John In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came, and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come, and whither I go. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, 
If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Jesus answered, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. Then the Jews said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Matthew Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, Call no man your father upon the earth. For one is your Father, which is in heaven. Ephesians Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. The infinite has no beginning. Is God infinite? Yes. Did God make man? Yes. Did God make all that was made? He did. Is God spirit? He is. Did infinite spirit make that which is not spiritual? No. Who or what made matter? Matter, as substance or intelligence, never was made. Is mortal man a creator? Is he matter or spirit? Neither one. Why? Because spirit is God and infinite. Hence there can be no other creator and no other creation. Man is but his image and likeness. Are you a Christian scientist? I am. Do you adopt as truth the above statements? I do. 
divine science rolls back the clouds of error with the light of truth and lifts the curtain on man as never born and as never dying, but as coexistent with his creator. Never born and never dying, it were impossible for man, under the government of God in eternal science, to fall from his high estate. This great truth does not destroy, but substantiates man's identity, together with his immortality and pre-existence, or his spiritual coexistence with his Maker. The meek Nazarene's steadfast and true knowledge of pre-existence, of the nature and the inseparability of God and man, made him mighty. Spiritual insight of truth and love antidotes and destroys the errors of flesh and brings to light the true reflection. Man as God's image or the first man. For Christ plainly declared through Jesus, before Abraham was, I am. For right reasoning, there should be but one fact before the thought, namely, spiritual existence. The foundation of mortal discord is a false sense of man's origin. If man did not exist before the material organization began, he could not exist after the body is disintegrated. If we live after death and are immortal, we must have lived before birth. For if life ever had any beginning, it must also have an ending, even according to the calculations of natural science. Do you believe this? No. Do you understand it? No. This is why you doubt the statement and do not demonstrate the facts it involves. We must have faith in all the sayings of our Master. Jesus said, John 8, verse 51, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That statement is not confined to spiritual life, but includes all the phenomena of existence. Jesus demonstrated this, healing the dying and raising the dead. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 1, verses 12 and 13. When we understand man's true birthright, that he is born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, we shall understand that man is the offspring of spirit, and not of the flesh. Recognize him through spiritual and not material laws, and regard him as spiritual and not material. His sonship, referred to in the text, is his spiritual relation to deity. It is not then a personal gift, but is the order of divine science. The Apostle urges upon our acceptance this great fact. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. 
mortals will lose their sense of mortality, disease, sickness, sin, and death in the proportion that they gain the sense of man's spiritual pre-existence as God's child, as the offspring of good and not of God's opposite, evil or a fallen man. Through divine science, man gains the power to become the son of God, to recognize his perfect and eternal estate, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. This passage refers to man's primal spiritual existence, created neither from dust nor carnal desire, nor of the will of man, born of no doctrine, no human faith, but beholding the truth of being, even the understanding that man was never lost in Adam, since he is and ever was the image and likeness of God, good. The text is a metaphysical statement of existence as principle and idea, wherein man and his maker are inseparable and eternal. Asserting a selfhood apart from God is a denial of man's spiritual sonship, for it claims another father. Self-renunciation of all that constitutes a so-called material man and the acknowledgement and achievement of his spiritual identity as the child of God is science that opens the very floodgates of heaven whence good flows into every avenue of being cleansing mortals of all uncleanness, destroying all suffering, and demonstrating the true image and likeness. There is no other way under heaven whereby we can be saved, and man be clothed with might, majesty, and immortality. The spiritualization of our sense of man opens the gates of paradise that the so-called material senses would close and reveals man infinitely blessed, upright, pure, and free, having no need of statistics by which to learn his origin and age, or to measure his manhood, or to know how much of a man he ever has been. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Man is eternal, and has no human origin. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, we 
Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn number 144. Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is a treasure trove of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work. And it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people all around the world who are truly in need of this healing truth. 
Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Our next Bible study will be this Saturday, June 5th, at 10 o'clock in the morning. The questions are already posted on the church website, and Thomas from New York will be the moderator. This will be our last Bible study until the fall. We'll be taking the summer off again this year. So be ready to join us at 10 a.m. this Saturday, June 5th. It's sure to be an interesting time. And remember, past Bible studies are archived on our church website, so this might be a good time to catch up on some you may have missed. On Sundays at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion, which is really a valuable training in operative Christian science. And then our church service begins at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. We've been busy publishing and mailing the newest issue of Forum Highlights and the May issue of Love is the Liberator were both uh, printed and mailed this week. So you'll be getting them soon. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Joanne, Florida. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you for those beautiful readings. Um, 
I'm very grateful for the powerful protection and healing power of Christian science prayer that I received from a practitioner here. Two weeks ago, I was in a very serious bicycle accident. I suffered a concussion, head laceration, and severe bruises all over my body. My husband arrived at the incident almost immediately and called a practitioner here for help. Within a short time, I regained consciousness and was taken to the hospital for necessary treatment. During that whole time, I felt calm and safe because I knew the practitioner was praying and that God was governing. I was able to go home in a few hours, attend church that night, and thanks to continued prayerful help from the practitioner, there was progress with the physical healing each day. Practitioner told me to trust the recuperative action of truth, but that I had to do my part and consistently take the truth into my consciousness through study and prayerful time with God. The most precious part of this experience was the time I had to get closer to God. Thanks to the supporting prayers of practitioner, I finally realized that long-time habits of impatience, willfulness, and a false sense that I was able to accomplish good apart from God all needed to go, and that this wrong thinking was my downfall. I do not take this healing or the power of this Christian science prayer lightly. Several years ago, my cousin, who was wearing a helmet, fell off his bicycle, went into a coma, and never recovered. I was not wearing a helmet. But thanks to the healing power of Christian Science Prayer, I am able to give this testimony tonight. My heart overflows with gratitude to God, to Christian Science, and to the practitioner. Thank you. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. I'd just like to add to and corroborate my wife's previous testimony. Um, when I got there, the ambulance had already arrived, and it was not a pretty sight. She was partially conscious but could not remember what happened. So I called the practitioner right away. The practitioner said to work with accidents are unknown to God and also know that she could never have fallen out of God's love. By the time we got to the emergency room, she was better. And after the staff gave their diagnosis and did their thing, I was able to bring her home. Everything else happened just as she said. And although it didn't seem so at the time, she was definitely protected. I'm grateful for Christian Science to be a member of this church, for the work of the practitioner, and thank you for those great readings. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. On Saturday, it will be eight years since I came to Plainfield. 
I really had no idea what I was in store for. Uh, there is no way that I could recount even 1% of the healings and blessings that being a member of this church and working with a practitioner and learning Christian science have brought to my life. And at least not in formats. I'm very grateful for all the opportunities, all the challenges, and all the many ways I've been able to prove for myself that Christian science is real and practical. I had given up on life before coming here, but it turned out I had no idea what life truly is. In a similar manner, I had to come here to start learning what truth and love are. Perhaps the biggest surprise to me is how learning to live the science and trust God completely has enabled me to do work far beyond what I thought was possible for me. All the projects I've been, um, have worked for the church it astounds me to even think about. Much of what I've worked on is so far beyond me that there's just no doubt to me, and I believe even to my kids, that it's all just from being here and, and learning Christian science and having God work through me. The best part of all this is knowing that Christian science is for everyone. Anyone, anywhere can start learning this science, start proving it for themselves, and they can find peace and purpose that God has in store for them. It is wonderful to be a part of this church, and I'm grateful to God for bringing me here, and I look forward to every day I can be a useful part of this mission. Thank you. Thank you. Dale, Virginia. Dale from Virginia. Go ahead, please. Yes, I'm very grateful tonight for the instruction uplift, and practical examples given in this church to live our lives on a solid foundation of God's allness. The Roundtable on Sunday gave instruction from the Bible to know the Word of God and to dwell in His presence using the 94th Psalm. Also, there was an example given of a Christian science chaplain who experienced being in a gas chamber totally unaffected reminiscent of protection experienced in the Bible days. The lesson this week, God the only cause and creator, clearly shows God's good creation, that it was very good. And in these readings tonight, how wonderful to know that God has known us in the womb, chosen us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and walk in the good works which God has ordained for us. We're told in Science and Health that it's impossible for man under the government of God in eternal science to fall from his high estate. In holding to these truths, I have experienced healings of burns, severe pain, loss of the use of one of my hands, a gum condition healed, trouble with my knees, which made it difficult to walk, but through consistent prayer, the condition was completely and permanently healed, with no one even knowing but my husband. The many, many healings I've had over the years through my own prayer or with the prayerful help of a Christian science practitioner has solidified my confidence in turning to God in any kind of trouble. Sometimes the healings have been quick. Other times I've had the benefit of study and prayer bringing me closer to God, feeling His love and protection more and more. 
I am very grateful to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, this church, and the practitioners here who have dedicated their lives to living this Christ science and sharing it with the world. Again, thank you for the readings and the wonderful testimonies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Carol from California. You may have your phone on mute. We can't hear you. Hey. Okay. Doctor? Thank you. Hello? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. A few weeks ago, I was carrying food to someone, like a lot of food with both hands, on their, up to their porch. And I tripped on a row of bricks. And my knee hit the concrete, and my nose hit the wall. And I just thought, God got me. God got me because I'm learning about my thoughts. And I heard two cracks. I, <laughs> I heard two scary cracks, but it was like they were distant from me, like they were separate from me. I took off my mask. I had on the <clears throat> COVID mask, and... I thought, oh, my nose will be bloody. And no, there was no blood. My nose was fine. And I stopped the lady from trying to help me, and I um, got myself up. And I just kept saying, God's here, God's here, God's here, God's everywhere, God's here. I'm fine, I'm fine. I did have a few days of (laughs) denying pain, and I used a walking stick. But, you know, all better now. And... I just know if I hadn't had those loving, wonderful thoughts, I just feel like I was so protected. I just felt very protected. I'm sorry, my doggy. So I am so grateful to Christian Science and to God and to all you guys, of course, and all your work, all your support, that my thoughts, I'm learning that my thoughts, changing my thoughts and knowing the divine can protect me and also it helps the world thank you good night thank you linda go ahead please thank you very much for the readings tonight and for the music tonight i want to express my gratitude for the lessons i'm learning since i started participating many uh, several years ago When I arrived, I had many struggles, and one of them was was to communicate in a meaningful way beyond superficial small talk. Often I struggled with feelings of being ineffective and anxious. Over time, I worked on the obstacles in my thinking through Christian Science Prayer with my Plainfield practitioner. Many of these obstacles came from fear and the habit of trying to please people. uh, learning to put biblical principles in in my life daily, using them daily in practice, and uh, learning to put God first in my life gave me a new sense of purpose and also how I felt in the purpose of interacting with others. Many of um, habits that I had were starting to be replaced with being more patient, more honest, more forthright, being a better listener, and such. 
Recently, I asked my practitioner for some prayer because I had had a conversation that left me very uneasy. It was pointed out that what um, I felt was just minding my own business was actually avoiding speaking the truth of what I needed to say uh, that had been brought to my attention, something that wasn't right. Um, so I had made some excuses and kept quiet, but through her prayer and instruction, I did go back and communicate with the individual to let them know uh, how I felt about the situation and addressed it with them and it was respectfully, respectfully received. It was very freeing to be able to speak up and the uneasiness left. This, in this situation, the person had taken uh, what I had said uh, very well, but uh, no longer is that a consideration whether I should speak up or not. And I'm very grateful to be learning this and getting the moral courage to speak when it's necessary. I'm very grateful that this had been pointed out, that I had been avoiding situations and uh, hiding behind excuses. So I'm very grateful so that I can be a better worker for God and a better blessing in the world. My presence could be uh, healing and supportive. I'm very grateful to God Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy for this science, and the support of my Plainfield practitioner and the fellowship at this church. Thank you. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please. Hello. This is from my diary. I was working in an advertising studio with a very talented young designer. His name was Ian. And he asked me that I would please relate uh, this healing from time to time. Whenever Ian was first introduced to someone, he would always ask within just a few sentences, how old are you? And seeing his fixation about age, we talked about God being infinite, never beginning or ending, ageless, and that we're made in his image and likeness. And he asked me about a million questions about Christian science. And as we talked, I learned that his father, too, had been an exceptionally talented designer and had progressed rapidly to a very high position. However, in his early 30s, he developed a severe ulcer, and he died because of it. I told Ian, God is source cause. We are not the creator. God gives us gifts. Art and design do not originate in us. We simply intuit and express God's infinite ideas. Ian then was offered a very good design position in a large, large ad agency, but he became very, very frightened to take that position in case he might die too. I told him that the divine mind is the creative genius, so we give God the glory and praise. We must be careful to express, not to try to impress. God's ideas are endless. They don't dry up or have dry periods. And if we think we're the creator, we'll experience dry periods and tension. One day, Ian reported that his doctors had just diagnosed him with a severe ulcer, and he was terrified to take the new position, thinking that he might die soon too. So he asked me, what would Christian science say about this? And I responded perhaps too spontaneously, 
blasphemy. Normally I wouldn't say it, but I did that day. And that shocked him into really listening. God is the great physician. God's diagnosis is like the words in the Bible when Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist. Thou art my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And that's like saying, son, you're delightful, approved of, perfect, whole. You pass with honors. Or to rephrase Psalm forty-five, thirteen, the king's son is all glorious within. His thoughts are golden, visionary, sent by God. God is your divine father, and you inherit strength, infinite life, unlimited, boundless, joyous creativity from him, and he soaked it up, he needed it. And within several days, Ian went for a follow-up checkup to his um, doctors and gleefully reported to me that he had been completely healed. So Ian took the new position, and he was very, very happy in it. And my thanks to God for being able to witness this and for his bringing me into the Christian Science Church and patiently, patiently teaching me And I'm very grateful for being led to Plainfield. I so appreciate all their exemplary spiritual work. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey. Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I just wanted to express my gratitude for the service this evening. I'm so grateful for the opportunity that the Wednesday evening services provide to give thanks for the blessings that I receive daily from all that is offered so generously from the Plainfield Church. I'm so grateful for the dynamic website, the weekly lessons and roundtables, the Bible studies and watches, and the strong prayerful practitioner support, which all provide the spiritual food that I need, enriching me with the truth of who I really am as a child of God giving me inspiration and a clearer understanding of Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science that is taught here. I am so grateful to be learning how to put these teachings and instructions into practice in my daily life, not only for my own personal growth, but also in learning how to watch and pray more effectively for our church and its mission, for our nation, the world, and for all mankind. I'm very grateful for the opportunities offered here. And I wanted to thank you also for the very powerful and beautiful readings tonight, the beautiful music, and all the wonderful testimonies. Thank you. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm thankful for the roundtable service from Sunday, February 21st of this year entitled Control Thought, which I was able to listen to last week. There was a discussion of Mrs. Eddy's frequent use of the word must throughout science and health with key to the scriptures. The question was asked what the word must means, and the response that came to me was no excuses. To me, this is a realization that there is no acceptable excuse for me not to obey the instructions in the Bible or those given by Mrs. Eddy in Science and Health, and that even an excuse that I may offer couldn't keep me from obeying eventually in my continued practice of Christian science. Through my years of being a part of this church, 
I've learned to get rid of the idea of having a daily to-do list. From now on, I can have a must list, which includes some instruction from the Bible and science and health to commit to working with. For example, on page 266 of Science and Health, it says, Mortals must follow Jesus' sayings and and his demonstrations, which dominate the flesh. If if I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confident that committing to making these instructions my own and obeying them as best I can will bring about much needed and desired progress that will bless me and others in my experience. I'm so grateful for all that we have in this church to constantly work with and discover, to make our own, to help us to make progress every day. I'm thankful for tonight's readings and for all the testimonies given so far and those still to be given. And I'm very grateful to God to be a part of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Shardy. Hello. And I'm very grateful for the readings tonight. Thank you. I am happy to give a testimony of healing thanks to my practitioner at this independent Christian Science Church where I am learning to think and pray in accord with God. A while back, one knee did some creaking once in a while, and I thought this will go away. Then one day the knee hurt, and it was uncomfortable to walk. That's when I realized that I had not prayed correctly. And then I started praying, and what came to me were some command statements first, there on page 390 to 393 in Science and Health. And then other prayers came, and I thought about them, and about God's body, being grateful, humble, and dwelling in omnipresence, or the oldness of God, where there are no reversals to his truth once realized. The pain left. It is wonderful to be able to apply the teachings and prayers that are taught right here, and I am very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful tonight for God's protection Last Wednesday, they were predicting heavy storms with strong winds and potential of trees down and power outages. Since this was Wednesday, and obviously opposition to the church service, a message went out to do some strong work to handle this threat. We've been taught here that our church services are the most important things going on in the world that minute. And of course, error would like to prevent God's healing message from going out. So we all prayed, and the service went on uninterrupted. When I got home and turned on the TV, Channel 4 New York News reported that the worst hit area was Plainfield, New Jersey. Big trees down, pulling down power lines, and several areas of the city were without power. The church and the service were unharmed. We never lost power, and uh, there was only one tree branch that fell into the road outside the church. The church sure is under the shadow of the Almighty, 
and I am so grateful for God's protection, and thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the very important words tonight from the readings. And I'm grateful for all the testimonies that have been given. I am very grateful tonight to have learned through Christian science that the words that we read from the Bible and Mrs. Eddy's writings and all the writings therefrom, when acknowledged as God speaking to each of us, has a powerful impact on our thinking. You often, sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't feel anything, I don't feel anything. But we should ask ourselves, with what frame of mind or what preparedness do we come to do our study? One practitioner in his article wrote that whenever he takes Mrs. Eddy's words, when he comes to study them, He's in such reverence and feels as if he's going to talk to his best friend. In fact, he got quite emotional talking about that, showing the depth with which he revered what he's going to learn. If these truths are seen as not just some nice words somebody speaking or you're reading, they do not have the, the spirit, the feeling that comes with them. And yet, if we come with the deep respect or the humble and grateful receptivity of thought, the words do convey the power that they embody. We just heard from the readings from the Bible, from John, it says that the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So how much we leave and not benefit from if we come to our studies or to listen to a practitioner or anything with the attitude of just listening to some words. They are not just some words. This is God speaking. It has power. And whatever increases our faith, conviction, reliance on God, is essential in helping us find ourselves, feel the power at hand, and realize our salvation. I'm very grateful for everything I've learned about God through his word and for all the experiences that have proven to me that yes, there is a God at hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. This is from our church website, Bulletin Board, um, New Jersey. The readings titled, Your Spiritual Sense Will Never Fail You, from May 26, given by Gary, are outstanding, uplifting, and comforting. These readings will be reread and used in my arsenal of books and articles for study and ideas for personal watches. Thank you. And then Florida. In this Sunday's roundtable on punching the fiery darts of the wicked, Mrs. Eddy's article, Obedience, in miscellaneous writings, was pointed out as one that should be written in our hearts. 
After hearing this, I went back to this article, studied, studied it again, and realized I had much opportunity for spiritual growth therein. This article, Obedience, is truly a blueprint for handling animal magnetism, quenching those fiery darts, and growing closer to God. Thank you for pointing us back to it. And this is Virginia. I cannot say enough great things about this incredible article entitled What Prospers Healing that has been on our carousel. It is so informative. Wow. It is like another reader said, every true Christian scientist should read this. I have shared it with two other people, and it has started to make much difference in my work. God bless David Keaston, who wrote it. Thank you for featuring it on our website. What a pearl of great price. And then this is from Hawaii. For me, the Bible used to be the holy book, filled with mysteries meant to confound mortals, out of reach, of comprehension, and surely not a daily go-to resource. I have learned this is so not the case, and this knowledge spurs me onward to uncover more of its truths and inspirational instruction. Even though I've not tackled all my false beliefs in one fell swoop, I know that if I can practice a smidgen more each day, hour, moment, and apply what I know to be true, healing will take place. Here's an instance that took place recently. As a treat, I give my elder dog, who is hard of hearing, smelling, and seeing, a dog biscuit. Usually I will drop it onto the floor, since nowadays he will snap at whatever's being offered. This time I forgot and just handed to him with my fingers. He chomped down on one of my fingers with such force that it left a tear and, and my um, fingers began growing purple with bruises. I grabbed, grabbed my finger and loudly declared that nothing could injure perfect man, perfect finger, and that there was no blame directed at my dog, who was also God's perfect reflection of a perfect dog. I prayed about it that night, and by morning there was nothing left to indicate something had happened. No tear and no bruising. God's work forcefully and quick, quickly done. I know that nothing is impossible to God. Also working with the 91st Psalm, I was struck by, He is my refuge and my fortress. I looked up refuge. It means a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit danger or trouble, something providing shelter, fortress, a military stronghold, a person or thing not susceptible to outside influence or disturbance. These descriptions brought to mind instructions to study the angels Gabriel and Michael and their distinct roles. I could see that refuge would be where Gabriel's loving spiritualness would prevail, and fortress was Michael's time to take up the sword unswervingly. Both were needed to overcome trouble in any form. And then this is California. Memorial Day just came and passed this last Monday. I had family members call to speak of the day and was so grateful to have Christian Science View to offer. The military and military life have been part of my life and I honor all of those who heard a call and went to serve our country. 
in its wars and international entanglements. I don't celebrate death, but honor their lives, their willingness to receive the call to help and to leave the comfort of their homes and their families to serve a greater purpose. I honor their courage, strength, and the prayers to God that so often come with this type of service. I was very happy to find this year an old Sentinel article describing a memorial service which Mrs. Eddy organized in 1907 to honor those who had served in our wars. It was interesting to note that the lesson sermon for the week was on Christian warfare, which was very fitting, being that our nation was celebrating this important day. The purpose of Memorial Day, this is an excerpt from the article, a yearly reminder of this great moral struggle and of the faithful ones who sacrificed themselves on its behalf. A noble one, for it tends to emphasize the issue that was involved, educates the world to perceive its import, and gives opportunity for an expression of our deepest feelings, brotherly love, gratitude, and respect. Mrs. Eddy, well known to us all, as a most patriotic citizen, not only of this commonwealth and city of Boston, but of our nation, in many ways and for many years has shown her interest in this day and her sympathy with its purpose. In honor of this day, her loyal heart unfurls the stars and stripes over her home and her loving hands send to the daughters of veterans all the flowers in bloom on her estate. It is most fitting also that a memorial service is held at which the veterans and their friends may congregate for divine worship and lift up their thoughts to the Infinite Father, the giver of all good, thanking him for all his benefits and praying for more of that divine life which makes them and all of us better soldiers of Christ. Gratitude to God for even a little good perceived is an acknowledgement, though feeble, of him as the source of all being and opens the heart to a great influx of that good. The great struggle of which you beloved veterans are victorious survivors and of which we are all the beneficiaries was a struggle for principle and not for personality. The issue was the question of human freedom or human slavery. This country has been the arena of many struggles for liberty, both political and religious, and seemed, and seemed early to be destined to become the land of the free. I was very grateful for that, um, how important it is. I know you all do daily work in praying and supporting our veterans, our soldiers, their work and their self-sacrifice must never be forgotten. I would like to thank to those beautiful readings tonight and also very beautifully read, like conversation of questions and answers was so well done. Um, it's a deep topic, that topic, um, and I have, was thinking about how important it is. I have had in the practice many occasions to use some of those thoughts that were expressed in the readings, uh, especially when someone comes to me with um, 
being abused physically, especially physically abused as a child. Uh, the thoughts that I work with is to know that God has been the father and mother of that person always, and that person has always been held in God's love, could never fall out of that love, even though it would appear something else was going on. And as we learn here, it's the Adam dream. It's a bad dream. It's not the truth of their being. And that can sound, well, how can that possibly be true? But it is true, and it can be proven to be true. And as we have been taught here, we are the daughter of the king, the son of the king, and our inheritance is all good. So then more recently, uh, someone sent me a video, a YouTube video. It wasn't a Christian scientist. It was a Christian scientist who sent it, but the video was about, not a Christian scientist, but about a Christian. Anyway, she said in the video that she had been terribly abused as a child, and it was very, very difficult for her to get over that. And she would wonder, well, either she thought there was no God, and if there was a God, how could he have allowed such a terrible thing to have happened to her? And this was always on her mind, and her life had not been very happy. And it tells how she passes on on the operating table and goes on to the next world, I guess you can say. She um, passes on. And there, she says she's encompassed, as we've heard by other people who've had that experience, by just this incredible, great light, this great warmth that's just all-encompassing. It's just something she can hardly describe. And um, there she sees a young child, a beautiful little girl, and she has a basket in her hand, and she's scooping up the light and pouring it out and just laughing. She's such a happy little girl. And a voice comes to her and, and tells her, well, that little girl is, is you. And she realizes, just as what I was saying, that she was never outside of God's care, ever. Even though those very troubling years God was loving her. She was embraced in that warmth and that love. And this was sure proof of it. And she said, even though at the very beginning of the experience, she wanted to ask, well, well, God, why did you let this happen to me? Why did you let this happen to me? Instead, she was so overcome by the love and the light, all she could say was, God, why hadn't I done more for you? So after that, she hears her mother's voice calling her. Her mother was sitting by her bedside when she passed on, and she hears the voice calling, and she decides she has to go back and tell her mother she's all right, and she asks the light, well, will I return? And the light says, well, it, it's up to you, but if you decide to stay, try to remember all that happened here and tell others about it. And so she says she, she will, and, and does, and she does go back, and she does stay. And as just recited, she does tell others what happened. But I thought it was such a beautiful story, and it, it just emphasizes and reaffirms what was read tonight, and what we know to be the truth.
God has always been with us forever. He is our father and mother. Our origin is in him, and we've never left his presence. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to learn all these wonderful, incredible things about our dear and precious God that we all love so much. Thank you all for readings, the testimonies, the beautiful music. Have a good night. Thank you. <clears throat> to close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 64. From sense to soul, my pathway lies before me. From mist and shadow into truth's clear day. The dawn of all things real is breaking o'er me. My heart is singing, I have found the way. Hymn number 64.